Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Sarah Centrella Show. I have a great show for you today where I have lots of uh, topics I want to dive into, amazing content, and you may have already been introduced to this woman who has uh, had me on her show um, as well. So if you have been following me on Instagram and, and are on my uh, subscribe list, then you got that. So hopefully uh, you loved our show together. But um, today I want to dive into happiness. I want to dive into podcasting. There's so much I want to get into. Uh, Simona Constantina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm so excited to be on here with you today. Oh my gosh. Like I said, there's there's so much that you do that I want to kind of get into. First and foremost, um, you know, I was on your show, Happiness Happens Today. Uh, and so happiness, I know, is a theme that that is a journey you've been on and, and coach on and talk about. Um, so we're going to get into that. And you also have an incredible podcasting uh, company and production company. You help podcasters launch and all that kind of good stuff. So we'll dive into that too. Um, but before we do that, one of the things I love doing on this show is I'm always so fascinated about people's personal story, their journey, how they got to where they're at today, where that passion came from, where the idea or the dream came from to, to do the thing they're doing today. So take us back to inception of when all of this started for you. Uh, I know before we started recording, you mentioned that you used to be in corporate. So I'm guessing this wasn't always your line of work. So take us back. Tell us a little bit about where this journey began for you. Okay. So I have always had a passion for helping people live the life that they are destined to live. And I've always felt like the black sheep of my family. And I think a lot of creatives, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people who do the similar work that you and I do likely feel the same way because we all come from this place of, I want to serve a bigger mission. I don't exactly know what that is just yet, but I'm just going to keep trying things and throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing if it sticks. Yep. And back in 2018 is when I started uh, when I started con like conceptualizing, if you will, the idea for my podcast, happiness happens. And it came out of a time where my, um, it was my, he was my partner at the time, then turned husband and then now turned ex-husband, which is totally cool. It's totally, that's <laughs> yeah. been a journey in and of itself. Um, been there, we, done that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all sad, you know, it's right. not all sad. Um, no, he's the wonderful, he's the wonderful human being. So in any case, we were talking one day and it was the summer of 2018. And I remember just waking up and I was so angry and I, I was so frustrated and I hated everything about myself, the way that I looked, the way that I acted, the way that I spoke, how I was gossipy. Um, I used to talk badly about other people, like just all of the ugly things that you don't want to be like ugly on yeah. the inside, things that you yeah, don't yeah. want to be on the outside, you know? And I remember saying to him, like, I'm just so annoyed. And he looked at me and he's like, you've been talking about this for so long. He's like, at what point are you going to actually do something about it? Ooh. And I was like, <laughs> like, okay, coach. <laughs> like, okay, well, I guess so. It's fine. 
So then I decided to try and find a life coach. That was like the first thing that I was like, okay, life coach. So I stumbled upon this woman. Um, she was amazing. She was a life coach slash therapist. And mm-hmm. we started working together. And in our sessions together, I kept saying to her, I'm like, I'm like, it's not that I want to be famous. It's not that I want to be a celebrity. Like, it's right. not that I, and back then I'm like, it's not that I want that. But what I want is to help more people feel less alone. Like I want people to feel heard and understood and cared for and supported and all of those things. Right. Yeah. So as I continue to learn about myself and undoing all these pattern, patterns and stories that I had about myself, who I was, how I was and removing that ugliness out of my life, then I shifted into creating my podcast and it's called happiness happens. And the first entire pretty much year of that podcast was just documenting my journey through understanding what fear was and what shame was Mm -hmm. and what guilt was and what even is happiness. And with the intention of other people feeling less alone. I was like, I was like, God, I was like, there's gotta be one person on this planet who feels. Yeah. 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 I cannot be the only one going through this. (laughs) Exactly. So that was how the podcast was born. And that was the beginning of 2019. Since then, the direction of it has shifted a lot. And now I interview people to understand what happiness means to them and how to access more of it in your life. Um, but by starting my own podcast, I, people started asking me to launch their podcasts for them. So that whole production business literally just landed in my lap. And that was 2021. But I always knew that there was more. I always knew that there was a bigger impact. I had that calling, right? I was was the same. I've been that way since I was a kid. I mean, the the medium that I use now, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a singer, which is so laughable. No, I bet you have a beautiful But (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's funny because like all the dreams I had, I'm talking like eight, nine, 10, you know, all the way through my teens, like those kind of childhood dreams mm-hmm. are really the life that I'm living now. Just the medium is different, but I knew way back when, when I was a kid, I was just like, there's gotta be more to life than this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't have a lot of exposure, but that calling, I think a lot of us have it listeners. I think there's a lot of you out there that have it too. And what I love about what you just said is that you stepped out and took action. Nothing happens unless we're like willing to kind of take action. It's always scary. It's never not scary in the beginning, FYI, everybody. Um, but, but you just decided to do that. And then it led to the business that is the, the, you know, the business idea. And I think a lot of times people are sitting on the sidelines and going, well, I really want to do this thing. I want to help people or I want to, you know, pursue my passion in some way, but how do I make money from it? And, and they're so focused on that, that whatever they're trying initially and trying to put a dollar sign to it, it's not successful. Mm -hmm. But if you follow your passion, the idea or the opportunity will manifest as to like, oh, ding, 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 this is Mm -hmm. the road to take. And Mm -hmm. I love that. So talk to me first about kind of, and you mentioned it kind of fell in your lap, but the crazy thing that I know about manifesting and, you know, following your passion is that those are opportunities you were probably lining up, whether you knew it or not. Right. And and that idea for kind of how to turn it into a a full-time business came along. So tell us a little bit about that journey. you know, what's so funny. I was like, Oh, I really want to add something to that. And then you literally asked the question that was in my mind. So I love that. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. What I will say is when I was starting out 
and going through all the motions. The only thing that I knew for certain was that I never wanted to work in corporate ever again in my life. Uh, I worked for toxic bosses, nasty leaders, people who were just so mean and so rude and who took more joy in breaking you down than building you up. And I was like, if I ever have the blessing of having my own company, I will do everything differently. Different. Yep. Where it's challenging with only having that specific little thing as your guiding post, if you will, you end up in places that maybe you never thought that you would end up. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just never thought that I would be running a production company. Like that was not in my awareness. So it's like, it's this, it's really interesting because you teach a lot, you teach future board, like you're teaching people how to create their reality. Yeah. And when I was back then in that spot, I was trying to create this reality with no actual direction of where I was going. Which is so hard. It's it's yes. so hard because you you literally feel like you're kind of blindfolded. But but the thing that you did that is amazing and that led to all those other kind of dots connecting was you were willing to get that out there and try. And mm-hmm. I always tell people, you know, imposter syndrome is like this big like catchword or whatever. But yeah. if you get out there and try, like that is when you start to learn things. You start mm-hmm. to you get the clarity. All of those mm-hmm. things like flushing out kind of what's next for you. It's the way to do it almost organically when you could sit on the sidelines and, you know, try and brainstorm all day long or even hire people to tell you what to do. And you wouldn't know, you just have to get out there and start doing it because that is what leads to these other opportunities. How do you think that you, um, like, do you remember when the idea came to you or you, when we were offline, you're, you're talking about like what everyone does in the beginning, like, someone calls you up and says, Hey, you have a podcast. How did you do that? You know? And I think a lot of us entrepreneurs started that way. We started volunteering our service or just started sharing what we knew. Is that kind of what happened to you? 100%. People just started asking me like, Oh, Hey, can you launch my podcast for me? Or Hey, can you teach me what you did? Or Hey, um, do you have a resource for X, Y, and Z? And then, so I just started doing it for, for free and for fun because I was like, yeah, right. sure. I'm happy to help you. Like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, but I think that I didn't really realize it could be a business. Like I didn't really think that that would be a business. Cause I, at the time when I was, when I was working in corporate, I was, it's actually so funny. I'm just remembering this now that we're talking, I was working in corporate and I was doing life coaching. That's what I was doing at first. And, um, right. And, and I had courses built out and I had coaching clients and like all the things and it it would work, but it didn't fully work. And it was like, why? not like selling out these coaching spots. Like these people are having amazing transformation. Is, like, that's not what was for me. And then yeah. I worked with this one coach and it was like a one or two session, like strategy session thing. And she was like, there's something in this for you with communication. And I was so uh, jaded by corporate. I was like, no, yeah. I was like, I'm never, no, I was like, I'm never right. working <laughs> in communication ever again. And then it landed in my lap that way. But I will say this too, Sarah, like business for me has never not been hard. Um, I'm very hard on myself and I'm very hard on like the product that we deliver. And, you know, when people come to my agency, there's a very specific experience that I want them to, to feel. And there's a level of care that I know is within my agency that is unmatched by other people. And so for me, the intention that I put on a daily basis behind every single podcast we do, every single piece of content we do, um, every interaction with my team and what, with my clients, every strategy session, like I, I want to say like 
business for me has never not been hard because of how hard I am on myself. And I think it's really important to remember too, because I see a lot of stuff online about, oh yeah, you know, I just started at this whole new thing and I just uh, you know, drives me crazy. It's, I mean, yes. It is my freaking pet peeve. I'm like, can we be real <laughs> for a quick second? Because being an entrepreneur is the hardest thing I've ever done. And let me tell you, I've done a lot of hard things. Okay. I've been a single mom for 15 years. I've done a lot of hard shit. I mean, that sounds like the hardest without, job of all of saying. <laughs> without a doubt, owning your own business even, even more so, uh, taking a passion and turning it into a business, which I think mm. is a whole different level, right. Yeah. Um, is by far the hardest thing I could ever even imagine doing it. It really, really is it, because it's so personal for one thing, like you said, you're so hard on yourself. So it's so personal when you're sharing a passion mm-hmm. or when you're teaching a passion, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the beginning, I don't know if this was true for you, but for me, it was also hard for me to value myself correctly. Like, did you kind of go through that too? Yes. Where, especially, you know, in the, in the very, very beginning, we're just helping out. We're sharing our knowledge, which is honestly, that's what I always tell people to do. Like get out there. That's how you get your confidence and all that. But did you struggle with that too? When you start being like, okay, now this is a business. How do mm-hmm. I charge? How do I make a living? All that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I still honestly even had that this year because I still had clients that were on legacy pricing from two, three years ago. And finally this year I was like, it just doesn't make financial sense anymore, you know? And so you have to like look inward and I had to go through um, all the numbers and like see where it made sense and where, where it didn't. And I had to have really hard conversations. And like, that is so awkward for me. Like I, I don't like that. I, you know, when I worked in corporate, I never liked firing people. Like it's just not my cup of tea. Like I don't like that. But what I did find in that whole process, the biggest blessing of it was the people that were no longer aligned fell away. And I surprised myself that it was only like one out of the six, which, which I was like, huh. incredible. Yeah. You're so you know, initially those voices in your head are like, oh my God, everyone's going to leave. Literally my story. I'm going to have to start over. Permanent yeah. story in my head. Everyone's yeah. going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever going to hire me again. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, what's funny. I think it surprises a lot of people when I say stuff like that, because if you look on the outside and like, I I feel like I am a very confident person. Like I I've never met a challenge that I know I can't fix. I've never done something that I couldn't figure out. And also at the same time, the fears that I have within my own self are still very real because of the way that I grew up because of the stories that people told me about me, about who and how I am. And so it takes years to take, to take all of those stories and to break them apart and to rewrite them again in your way. That's lifelong work. Oh my God. And it's, it's so critical. And I always say like, when, once you start kind of paying attention to what those stories are, what's recycling in your head, what you're telling yourself in any given situation on a daily basis, whatever, to really start looking at it almost like third person and, and like you said, pull it apart and say, Hey, do I want this to continue to be true? Do I even genuinely believe this? Is this who I am? Like, I'm not just going to recycle it anymore. I'm going to start choosing and separate myself from what isn't serving me. But then the key is I have to put in the work to figure out Hmm. what I do want instead, because I can't just try and put a bandaid over whatever stories I'm trying to leave behind. I have to intentionally put out this is who I'm going to be. And, and mm-hmm. this, this is what I want instead. So mm-hmm. is that kind of what started your happiness journey? Where did that idea come from? Or how did you maybe even know that you weren't happier, that you wanted to find answers to happiness? 
I think it was from the part of me that felt unfulfilled and felt like there was that I needed or wanted or was in search of more. And I kept trying to understand what more was. And it wasn't more things. It wasn't more money. And it wasn't more like stuff. It was just more presence and it was more inner peace. And that was the start of the journey was to discover how to obtain more inner peace in my life so that I can make decisions from an an empowered place and live my life in a way that is in alignment with my values. I also, earlier at the beginning of this year, every time I feel ungrounded about something, I look at that as an opportunity to take that next step. So you're feeling ungrounded, you're feeling um, shaken, you're feeling worried or fearful or whatever. What's the story? What's playing in your mind? And then I always take that and turn it back inwards and take that as my next level of healing or next level of growth. And it is also a very delicate balance of not making that cycle your entire, like your entire identity. But I do think that there's specific seasons that are really meant to test you and help you grow. So the idea of happiness happens literally came to me in a dream. It was from a place of, of, of getting myself grounded and understanding what I wanted to do. And I was having a conversation. It was at the end of 2018. And I was like, Oh, happiness happens. And then I was like, okay. And then I started saying on my podcast, when I thought about the show and when I thought about what I wanted it to be called, I kept asking myself, you know, just give me the download for the name. Like I just want, just give me the download. And all of a sudden happiness happens, literally landed in my, in my lap. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's just such an interesting name. I was like, okay. Yeah. 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 And then I started having, I started saying this thing on my podcast on the end of every show you've heard it because we were doing our interview together, but I always say happiness happens when you're least expecting it. And really what I'm trying to do is debunk the idea of happiness, that it's not really happiness is a word to describe an emotion, Yeah. but what you're really in search for in your life is inner peace, is fulfillment, is joy, is contentment. And I do think they can all be umbrellaed under this one term, but the words that we use, they matter, you know, Yeah, they really do. They really do. And when you think about exactly, exactly. And when you think about, you know, happiness happens when you're least expecting it, it allows you to create so much room for possibility in your life. And I try really hard and Sarah, you probably do this in your work too. I try really hard to use words when I'm speaking something into existence that don't have a negative in them. Like don't not whatever, like, because then I feel like it negates the blessing that's coming. Yeah. It actually will manifest that word instead. (laughs) It'll manifest the not. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I love that. Yeah, I love is that it you because our like minds just hang on to that negative. Is that why? Yeah, absolutely. So let's say um, the example that I always use is like in dating, women will be like, well, I don't want this. And they'll have their list of all the things that <laughs> I don't want. So what will manifest are, let's say, um, I don't want someone who's disrespectful. So what will manifest will be the disrespectful. It will be like all the things that you're listing versus so if you just leave all that I don't even need that I don't need to identify it I don't need to focus on it I don't need to do anything but on the other side if I say I want someone who treats me with respect mm. that respect will be the thing that starts manifesting so I love that you do that because it's absolutely true yeah the words mm. matter so much and and like you said when happiness happens 
when you're least expecting it, it's open, opening up like your space, your receptive space to literally start looking at all the little things that happen to you throughout the day and value them more almost, right? Or realize, hey, maybe this is a 30 second feeling of happiness or maybe that little joke I shared with my whoever, my kid, my husband, my person, that can be happiness. Like all these little components can add up. I love that. Uh Uh We put so many conditions around what happiness is, should feel like, you know, how to have it, how to get it. If you don't have this, you'll never have that. Or, you know, money is the only source of our happiness, but it couldn't be further from the truth. And there's this story that sticks out with me all the time. And I I was on Instagram and I know better than to do this, but I couldn't help myself. This, it was this thread about trying to find happiness. And it was like during the time when the world shut down and it was, you know, finding, you know, joy and whatever, whatever in your day to day. And someone had wrote on the, on the post, they said, the only way to actually be happy in life is to have, have, and make a lot of money, which nobody can do right now because like the world is shut down. And I remember sitting there and I was like, this is like very incorrect, sir. I was yeah. like, okay. So then I wrote back and I, I, I replied and I'm like, I know better, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I replied. And I think I said something along the lines of like, you know, happiness is also something that's found within and did it. I would like whatever right. my reply was. And he wrote back and he's like, well, you obviously don't have a lot of money then. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say, I was actually going to say his comment was obviously someone who's never, never had a lot of money. Because they're the ones that think money is going to solve the problem. That's, if you have yes. money, then you have an understanding of, you know, the fact that they're truly, it's your state, whatever state you're in, like you were just talking about of like having a state of, of peace or of contentment, or that is the state that is going to reflect regardless of what's in your bank account. But for someone to think that money is the only way to get it is a person who's just never had it. So uh, 100%. Stop, homie. <laughs> well, yeah, literally, I was like, okay, well, I'll just be over here not replying to you ever again. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So what have you learned about happiness and all these interviews that you've had? Has it has it changed or grown your, I guess, repertoire of how you experience joy, bliss, happiness, whatever the word is? Oh, yeah, for sure. The podcast has been the biggest permission slip to live your life in your most authentic way. For my own self, it has been the biggest permission slip to take the leap of faith, to, you know, understand the stories that you tell yourself, why you tell yourself them, and then how to change and transform them. And ultimately, it's really just been this beautiful collection of stories and understanding what happiness means to other people and how it shows up in their lives. I feel like you love to travel. I love to travel. When you travel different places in the world, you experience different cultures, different people, different foods, different views, sights, sounds, all of it. I feel the same way with the podcast because I get to see inside people's minds and their wheels spin and what is important to them and what do they value. And I think it allows us to be kinder human beings because when we can be more empathetic to somebody else, even though we don't necessarily agree, right? having that empathy for somebody else to share their thoughts and their perspective and their beliefs, that is powerful. And learning Absolutely. how to hold space for that and just holding that energy and, and, and just, you know, being good with it and not letting it mean anything that it doesn't need to. I think that is what our, our, I think that's what our humanity needs more of, to be honest with you, is this ability to be tolerant people. And so when you learn about happiness from other people's perspectives, I really think that 
you learn this level of, of tolerance and understanding of someone else's very real lived experience, because who are we to say that that lived experience is not true for them? Of course it is. Yeah. And I also love that it kind of dismantles the belief that happiness is one thing or two things Mm -hmm. or a lifestyle or cool Instagram feed or whatever the case is. Right. Like even, even if we kind of know that it's still so subconsciously fed to us from birth, basically, (laughs) you know, like we, we are really funneled in a direction of, if you have this, you're happy. If you don't, you're probably miserable. Um, And so I love that you're, you are able to hear all these versions of this brings me joy. Hmm. You know, I remember when you asked me that question on the show immediately, I don't even know that I technically answered the question, but immediately (laughs) moments of joy is what came to me. You know, it's not, uh, a book, this, it's not all, all that other stuff. It was, you know, a moment with my kids walking in front of the Coliseum and watching them puddle splash. And I was just like, oh my God, I've arrived. Like, this is the moment that I will always capture as mm. what joy means to me. And, and we'll look for more of those and we'll capture more of those. And we'll like yeah. seal them up in my little magic bottle and and use them. And, yeah. and I love that. Do you feel like in this season of your life going through divorce, which is difficult in its own right, even in the best circumstances, have you been able to draw on what you've known to kind of get through this and, and keep some happiness? through all? Of yes. That yes. I really have. And it's been really difficult at the same time. And I think the biggest thing that, so here, so here's the thing, this divorce process is a little bit different than your typical one. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad happened right? There's nothing bad, nothing malicious, nothing negative, nothing like that. It was just a simple thing of outgrowing one another and choosing a different path. Right. And so I had to like, I sat with so much guilt for that though. I felt bad for growing. I felt bad for wanting more. I felt bad for wanting different. And so I had to remind myself that, you know, everything is part of a journey. Everything is part of a bigger journey. And when we, when we can remember our podcast interview together on my podcast was a nice reminder for me to draw on those things again, because it's easy to forget. And you said it's, you said it in just a second ago, you said I've arrived. Mm -hmm. And I think that we search for that arrival our entire lives. We're always looking to arrive and when you can, you know, I, I had amazing friends and they really helped me through. And, you know, I was grateful for that. And I grateful that I have a dog that I love so much and a business that kept me busy and preoccupied and allowing you know, and creative and all these things. I, f- I really turned to gratitude, I think more than I ever have in my entire life. And also at the same, at the same time, created so much space in my life to just honor all of the emotions and how they came. And so, you know, there were so many moments of, deep joy and deep gratitude, even amidst deep sadness and deep loss. I think they can coexist, like maybe not in the exact same breath they can, but, but at the same time, sometimes I think that they do, right? Like, I think that you can be so grateful and so excited for something and also, you know, remembering the loss. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I don't know if that answers the question fully, fully, but I, I feel like it's, it's a, it's a balance and learning 
how to turn into our own, like inwards into our own selves is what's going to get you through every single time. I'm someone who, yes, you know, I have like friends and family and always happy to like, you know, reach out and like all that kind of stuff. But also like, I'm good with me. You know what I mean? When you're good with you, you will get yourself through. And it's not to say that I didn't have a lot of nights where I defaulted to behaviors that I wish I didn't, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like maybe there was a bottle of wine or two and that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. But you're allowed. Those days. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and being present with yourself and understanding like today is a hard day. It's okay to have a hard day, but then kind of knowing what to do that does bring you happiness to help Mm -hmm. tomorrow feel a little bit better. So we're not Mm -hmm. stuck in it. And I kind of want to go back to what you just noted on what I just said, because I just had one of those aha moments and I don't want to forget it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, And, and I, I loved it because I didn't catch it. And you did when I said that moment of joy was I have arrived and I was just really thinking really quickly that that's a hundred percent what it was for me in the fact that I had, that was probably the first moment that I ever remembered feeling actual bliss, like actual happiness. So that arrival to me was like, boom, this is it. Like, this is what it's supposed to feel like. A lot of us go through our life and we have lots of moments, you know, we have high moments, there's good days, there's amazing days, there's all kinds of things. But I think that was the moment where the journey that I had been on to create a life that I wanted and to be present and to do all of those things connected with this is what joy feels like, or this is what happiness Mm. feels like. And especially after going through a really, really dark season prior to that, it was like, oh my God, now I know, you know what I mean? And, and that knowing it's like, now I can build on it. Now I can expand on it. And, you know, for listeners, if it's been a while since you've had a moment like that, I think number one, we manifest what we look for, what we focus on is, is what comes to us, you know? So if it's, if you're putting it out there every morning, when you wake up, like I want my joy moment today, I'm excited to find out what my joy moment moment is, or what my happiness moment is, you're gonna start bringing them into your life. And then combining that with being present and being grateful gives you that like shock of happiness or shock of joy Mm -hmm. that I think Mm -hmm. kind of becomes a little bit of a drug. I want that. I want that more. I want more, more, more of it. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. I have a couple of things that I would love to just like add to that. Yeah. When I feel overwhelmed about life and you know, all the things that are happening, I literally remind myself, Simona, you are on a spinning globe in the middle of nowhere and not to make us feel insignificant, but to really make it drama free. You take the drama. Out of the- yeah. You take the drama out of the story, right? Like we're not here for a very long time. And we get to choose how we want to live our lives every single day. And you're at the same time allowed to honor every single emotion that you have. But where it gets tricky is when you let yourself get stuck there. And it's easy to do that. I let myself get stuck there this summer and, and it happens and it's okay, but it is really that feeling. And if, if you haven't felt that, like you said, if you haven't felt that feeling in a long time, just try and pattern interrupt it. Just try something new. And it's so much easier said than done. Then you bring in, you know, mental health complexities, the way the world is finance, like all this stuff and whatever. But then again, I go back to, I'm literally spinning on a globe in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Take a moment. It's there. Mm -hmm. And, and gratitude is one of the fastest ways to find it. I love that you mentioned gratitude because whenever I'm feeling like off kilter or my vibe isn't right, or the energy isn't right, 
if I come back to truly accessing the feeling of being grateful for what's going right in my life, even if it feels like absolutely 10 minutes ago, I couldn't find a damn thing. But if I'm sitting down, then I'm like, okay, well, that's good. That, you know, I'm like taking mm-hmm. that moment because again, especially when you're thinking about it from a manifesting perspective, what I focus on manifest. So I want to keep those reminders, that gratitude reminder in, in place. And it's the fastest way for me to access happiness and joy. I love that so much. Now let's, let's talk a little bit about where all of this led to the business and, and how the business is growing and, and so much amazing stuff is happening. The, the main thing that I want to start off with is one of the things that I always am talking to clients about who are looking for their purpose or passion or kind of don't know what's next in their life. They could have been super successful in the previous career, but now they're like, oh, I don't, don't really know what's next. And I always come back to like, what is the thing that makes you happy? If you could have everything in the world, you know, like, what is it? And so the way that we're answering the question is very different than how we're trained to do it. We're trained to say, okay, what's the next job? How much does that pay? How much should I charge for my services? Do I need the website? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa." all the way up and do the thing that makes you happy. And it will always lead to that opportunity. And it totally did for you. Mm -hmm. So after you get your business you know, go in and, and off the ground, like how has that entrepreneur journey been for you going from corporate to like building your own thing? Talk to us oh about like, what you've learned in that process. Oh my gosh. I, I, I've learned so many things. I think I learned what it, the, the biggest thing that I learned is how important it is to be a kind and caring leader. Mm-hmm. Nothing else really matters in my opinion. Yes, finances, like bottom line, like all that stuff, like all that is important. But one of the things that I've been so blessed with in my entrepreneurship journey is a team that believes in my vision in the exact same way that I do. And it was really important for me to work with people who believed in the journey in the same way that I did, because without that, you don't share the same level of why, you know, you don't, you don't share the same level of drive and desire to get things done. And I never wanted my team to feel like they were just showing up to, you know, a a client's like project, doing a couple things, whatever. No, I always envisioned that it would be a place where people would grow individually as people too. Um, but I think really the big, the biggest piece of this entrepreneurship journey has been learning how to separate my self-worth from the Mm -hmm. business's success. I'm very grateful. My business is very well. Like it's, it's even the podcast side, you know, I stopped doing it for a little bit and then I ramped it back up and it's doing really well again. And I tied a lot of the external successes to my internal validation of myself. And you can't do that in business. You really can't do that. And my whole business is an extension of who I am as a person. And so now it's taking all of that and taking that framework. And how do I put that into something where I don't have to necessarily be the face of it and show up every single day at every moment of every single day. And so that's been like the biggest shift that I've been working towards over the last little bit. But I I feel like (laughs) I remember when I was like 16 years old, I said to my dad, I was like, dad, I'm going to own my own business one day and I'm going to be a life coach. And he looked at me, he's so Italian. He looked at me and he goes, life coach. He's like, what life have you lived? <laughs> what are you talking about? 
<laughs> it's like I love it. <laughs> it was so funny. And I was like, true. And also yeah. I would never want to be doing anything else. Yeah. I I I love that. And you're right. Like what whatever the business is that anyone out there is is wanting to start or has started, it, it evolves, right? It takes totally all these different turns, vision evolves, all of that stuff. And totally. surrounding yourself with people who get it mm -hmm. uh, and who are passionate about it. Was that hard to find initially? Did you go through iterations or did you have a good vetting process? Cause that can be tough. Um, for my team, you mean? Yeah. Uh, you know what I did? So I worked with different people in the beginning, but there's been one person on my team who I worked with from the very start. And for me, it was more just about how do we align on a values basis? And my biggest life value is kindness. I lead in kind, I lead with kindness with everything that I do. So even when I'm giving them feedback, yeah. I, I always make sure it's coming from the lens of kindness. That's just how I am. And when we started working together, it was how do you deliver feedback to someone? Because I feel like you can teach anyone can learn anything. Right. But it's really hard to find people who align to you as 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 people. And I feel like some part of me is just really lucky that I get to work with them every day. And also I'm not surprised. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like when you're, when you know what you want to do, when you know what you want to create, when you know the type of team and the type of environment you want to have, that's yeah. what attracts into your awareness. So even though I didn't know the type of business I wanted to have originally, I knew yeah. the feeling. But you need, yes, yes. And, yeah. and I love that. That is absolutely one of the things that I am always coaching too, is like, tell me how you want to feel in your dream business. I don't care what the dream, we don't even have to solve that now, yeah. but like, what is the day in the life? Like, how do you feel? Who are you around? Are you by yourself, you know, like on a beach somewhere or, you know, and all of those things are the things that nobody ever takes the time to identify, but that's the real life. That's what you're going to manifest. So exactly. if you can start to identify that and daydream about it and visualize it and all the, those types of things, then the ideas and the opportunities lead you to the rest of it. So I just, mm -hmm. I love that so much. What um, last advice do you have uh, for our listeners out there on, well, I'll do two things on how to find happiness. If it's been a while since someone has felt joy or if they're in a season of their life that just feels like it's kicking them in the face and not letting up, like mm. what is, what is one thing that, uh, can kind of help us access that. I want you to do something new today. Mm -hmm. One small thing new today that maybe you haven't done in a couple of days. Maybe that is getting out of your bed and having a shower. Maybe that is going to your favorite coffee spot and grabbing yourself your favorite drink. Maybe it's going for a drive, um, you know, in the mountains, if that's where you live and enjoying that, you don't have to get out of the car. Maybe it's, you know, going for a walk down the street for 10 minutes, then 15, then 20. I think it's about choosing a different thought from where you are right now. And yeah. the way that you do that is by putting a different action behind that thought. And it doesn't have to be something massive. It can just be, I'm going to order myself dinner instead of cooking tonight because that's the type of, you know, joy that whatever, whatever. So it, it's hard. Yeah. It, yeah. And it can be really hard too, because when you're in that place and you just don't feel good and you know, you're not happy and it's been a long time, turn into yourself. What is that one thing that your inner intuition is telling you you would love right now? And then start listening to that nudge, listen to it once, yeah. listen to it twice, listen to it every day, listen to it every other day and yeah. so on and so on. 
Uh, yeah. I love it. And go listen to happiness happens podcast. Lots of ideas and, and so many ideas, stories and all kinds of amazing things that you can start implementing in your life. And then the, the second piece is any advice for the person out there who has been sitting on an idea for a long time. I hear it all the time, especially podcast ideas, you know, like, Hey, I really have this idea. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you tell that person? Okay. Only you can deliver the message that you need to deliver to the people that are going to be impacted by you. Only you can do that. And so when you don't show up for yourself or your community or your friends or your family or your clients, you're doing everyone else around you a disservice by not showing up and stepping into your true power, your true message and bringing your voice. I like to say, bringing your voice to the mic. When you don't do that, you take away someone else's opportunity to learn someone else's opportunity to grow someone else's opportunity to be expanded. And I think that that is the biggest blessing that we can give each other is the opportunity to receive the blessings that we are meant to have. Ooh. Ooh, That's ooh, where ooh. I would leave that. Mic drop. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> yes. Like open yourself up to start receiving the blessings. Stop yeah. standing in your way. Like yeah. stop blocking it. Uh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining today, Simona. I have loved this conversation. Um, and I am so excited to continue following your journey and learning from you. And everybody, if you want either of those two things, more happiness or to learn how to get your podcast to the next level, um, definitely go follow it. I'll have all the stuff in the show notes. Is there anything else that you're working on right now that you want everyone to, to know about? Yeah, I would love to drop this. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, first of all, for having me. I'm so grateful to be able to spend this time with you and our, you know, our listener today. So that's amazing. Um, in 2024, I'm launching a whole new masterclass series that mm. is going to help creators who have a podcast existing or who maybe want to launch a podcast and aren't really sure yet where to start. Um, but they're monthly masterclasses and four of them a year are totally free and the rest of them are going to be, behind, are going to be paid. Yeah. Um, I'm making them accessible so that it makes sense for people yeah. to, to be able to access it. But I would love for you to join me in there. We're talking about YouTube. We're talking about social media content. We're talking about video. We're talking about AI, all the things. So there's going to be a lot. Um, there's going to be a lot coming down the line. So that's something Ooh. I'm really excited about for next year. Yes. So I'll get those links from you. They'll be in the show notes as well. Everybody act, take action. I love it so much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, get out there and hustle and thrive. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on the Sarah Centrella Show.